Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. There's always still that element of, you know, me outside of the bedroom, which is like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Don't tell me what to do unless it's in the bedroom. Like, then I'm all about it. It's like, oh yeah, you know, please take control, do the heavy lifting. It's just who I am. And if I don't have like that attraction and just overall thinking that it's going to work out, I just don't put much into it. I, I hate to say it, but it's just, I, I don't have time to waste in that regard. And I'm not going to put effort in something that I genuinely have to put a facade on for. We had everything else that, that I would want in a relationship, but sex wasn't there. And I'm sorry, that's kind of a cornerstone of a relationship to me. I'm sort of the same way in the sense that, you know, if the sex isn't there, I can't see my way to it. And exactly. I, it took me a long time to understand that personally. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. It's another great Saturday. Well, normally I have sort of my professional guests on, but today I'm doing something a little bit different, guys. It's off the cuff. As you know, I'm a big proponent of the Field app, and I have someone on today that I just met on the app, and we don't really know that much about each other, and he was brave enough to jump on our very introductory call and record it and let me put it out there as a podcast, so I don't actually really know your name yet, (laughs) so welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. (laughs) All right. I'm Nate. It's actually my name. Well, Nate, we've had some spicy conversations, so it's nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. So I'm just going to jump right in and fire a bunch of questions at you. Please feel free to ask me anything you would like as well, because this is really kind of like our first, I want this to really just emulate exactly what I would do on you know, a call, whether or not it was being recorded the first time I met somebody and knowing kind of what I know about you and the dynamic and the circumstance that we've sort of been discussing. Just how long have you been into BDSM? Okay. Well, start off, I'll kind of just lay it all out for you. So I, I kind of knew from a very young age, I'm a 33 going on 34. I'd say I kind of knew, like, I mean, I hate to say it, but it was like puberty for me, really. At the time, I had a girlfriend who, in my opinion, was way too good looking for me um and you know we kind of started off with just the normal as any you know hormones were raging and stuff and I always kind of knew things were just a a bit different for me I would say how so and how so as far as just like you know I guess like when I started off like one of the things I was really like spanking you know and it was one of those things like I always thought like like I felt kind of weird felt like I was different in that aspect and she i gotta say she was wonderful she kind of embraced it and everything you know, i think we dated for like two years it was like a high school you know first high school yeah. love type thing thought we were gonna be we're together having, forever. you were doing you were doing like a, a ds dynamic in high school yeah oh yeah like i That's mean crazy uh-huh yeah and she just kind of rolled with it 
like I said, it was like the high school, like first love thing. You know, we thought we were going to be together forever. I mean, you know, naturally, but didn't yeah. work out. She's like made with kids now, right. but you know, like had many relationships since then. But yeah, that's kind of how it started off. I was just kind of into spanking other things. And I was just kind of like, it's, you know, for me, I just felt different. I felt as if I felt I was weird. It just was very, I want to say it didn't really, it did have some effect on like my relationships thereafter. Like I was like, how do I bring this up to a girl without it being awkward or like feeling bad? You know, that's how it kind of really, I str- I'll, I'll admit I struggle with it. I mean, struggled with it in the sense of like, how do I bring this up to them and be like, yeah, like I, I want to spank you, you know, and stuff like that. That's how it kind of started for me. And then I got to say, like, once I got to college, I really kind of, I'd say I grew into myself, you know, kind of had like my glow up in college, if you will, I guess, but really kind of just grew into myself, I would say. And then uh, it became, it wasn't, it was one of those things like it wasn't mainstream yet at all. You know, as it is nowadays, it's like, you know, it's kind of a term that gets thrown around really easily at the time. So I really had to, I was like online. Um, I got to say, I'm, I have a FetLife account. Like I've had a FetLife account for, oh my gosh, like. Me too. You know, yeah. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't how, like the people I meet on FetLife. I've never oh actually. Oh my gosh. It's, what is the deal with that? Like I've never actually met anybody off connection. of FetLife because I don't think. To me, I for some reason I don't I hate to say it because I wanted it to be like this really fertile like hunting ground, but for me it's, it's like it's, not. it's it's the people I absolutely really just don't have any interest in. I don't know why. No, <laughs> why I I completely agree with you in that. Okay, and I've got to say like I'm not sure how long you've been on the website in general. I want to say like when I first started on it, it was a lot different. Now it seems like more of a glorified OnlyFans promo, in my opinion. I'm sure there'd be some people out there that disagree with that. And yeah. I have met some people on there. And like, so I actually had one of my very first DS relationships that I was able to really get to know somebody and explore the dynamic. And really, both of us kind of really grew into our roles and we were able to explore and, you know, kind of push the envelope a little bit, what we were into. Yeah. And we were actually in a relationship for kind of on and off for five years or so. And the thing about it was, I'll admit, our, our sex life was absolutely fabulous. Like, I mean, it was it was great. But then there's some other things that just didn't quite click with us, you know, just our the day-to-day relationship. And that's kind of where things kind of fell apart. Right. To, to, to be honest, which I won't really delve into that, that a, a ton. But uh, I, I can't say that, you know, that life's completely off, but it's completely different than what it used to be, from my understanding. I'll check on it occasionally throughout the week, and I, I do. like I'll check out the content on there from various people I follow, but it's definitely not, like you said, the fertile hunting ground that you would think it would be. It's a click yeah. with people. You know, I, I, I want to say like I'm from rural Indiana, so it's not exactly... <laughs> you know, very conservative state, not exactly prime with people that are in the lifestyle, or if they are, they're very kind of closeted, if you will, about it. The scene is very kind of small where I'm at. Um, Indianapolis has has a bit of the scene. And, and to me, this is just my taste personally. I don't go to many events or anything like that. It's never been my style. It's been more so I view the relationship as between me and another person. I'm not really much in like the voyeurism part of it either. So I'm not much of going into the events in general, not that they don't have them, but also, you know, the people that go to these events, I'm 
particularly not interested in. That might sound shallow, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah. I so. haven't been to any of the, you know, specific DS type events. I've never been to like a munch or, you know, any of that. Exactly. Or, the munches. The dungeons or whatever. But I am curious about it. So like I would go, yeah. I would totally go to, I've been to sex parties and things like that. And it's fun when you go with someone, you know, just if you go with oh, a partner. Of course, yeah, uh, of course. I like to, you know, I'm more just interested in just like checking it out. Like I wouldn't go with the intention of finding someone. I would just go. Exactly. I want to, I'm curious that. and I want to see like what's going on and all that good stuff. But yeah, I, I agree with that. So I, I've got a, a funny story to tell you about one of the parties I went to. We used to have, the girl I, I referred to that, you know, I had the first kind of DS relationship with, she had a friend who used to, he had, a, he had a, I mean, very well off guy, you know, had this big house where he'd host these munches at. And she was like, oh, we should go. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's not really my thing, you know? And she's like, it's not what you think it's going to be, which I'll admit it wasn't. I'm thinking it was just going to be people all around me having orgies and stuff. And which, which it was, I mean, there, there was, and there was like just some people getting tied up and you know, some impact play and stuff. It was very, it wasn't what I was thinking. I, I will say that. And so I remember sitting there next to just kind of mingling with people, you know, having a couple of cocktails here and there. And this lady that was there next to me and she was very nice. She was, I want to say I was probably mid twenties at the time. I want to say she was maybe late thirties, early forties. Really nice lady. We get to talking and discussing and she's kind of telling me what she's into. Her and her husband are there and he was, he was a really nice guy and stuff. And you know, it's just a place where you can kind of relax and, you know, express how you are. And it, I feel like it's kind of a release to a lot of people, you know, just to kind of know that, hey, you're not alone in this because it can feel kind of isolating at times for people, I believe. And so then fast forward about um, six months. So I, uh, my occupation, I actually work as a CRNA, which is a nurse anesthetist, basically put people to sleep. You know, oh, that's so surgery. funny. Okay. So let me just tell you. So the nurse anesthetist thing. So, my very first like sales job, like my big girl job, uh -huh, was, yeah. I worked for. Interesting. Okay. Yes. So I know all the gas passers. <laughs> yep. So the, I'm, I'm your guy. But, I'm your guy. But the CRNAs, so, but in California back then, the o there was only one system that used CRNAs. It was all, you know, anesthesiologists. Yep. And I was in California. But yes, the nurse anesthetists are like a big thing you know as yep, was, yep. yeah that's that's yeah, yeah. that's that's your guy man that's me i know who you are <laughs> yep and so this had to be about this was before i was i was still a nurse at that time and i want to say this was that'd be the better part of six seven years ago and so i was working a new job at this hospital and you know we have to go through new employee orientation you know yada 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 mm -hmm. and i'm sitting there in this class with um you know, other people, other new employees, whether it be nurses, CNAs, like just the, the whole gamut of people that work in the hospital. And they say, oh, yeah, we've got our manager here from HR. She's going to come in and say a couple words to you. Lo and behold, it is this lady that was sitting next to me on this couch this much, like telling me all about her sex life and stuff. And she walked in this room oh. and she's like standing up in this room with like 30 people. And she sees me and her eyes were big as saucers man she looks at me and it was just like oh my god i'm like i just kind of sat there and gave her a little wave and she's like like you could visibly tell she was just kind of caught so off guard and i was yeah. like i was kind of sitting there it was one of those things where i was kind of like i know all your dirty secrets you know <laughs> 
which it was just, I always thought it was just a funny story. Cause like we worked for this very, it was like a Catholic organization and they're up there preaching, you know, these mission yeah. values and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> just absolutely dying inside. Like, oh my gosh, it was just, it was hilarious. So I just had a little tidbit there for you. I thought well, it was funny. I love that story because that's the thing about BDSM is it's just for, it's not like, it's not like people think, you know, it's for, it's very not, I agree. I agree. For everybody, really, there's some elements that everybody can sort of like incorporate. And I don't know, I, I like it because what I like about it is I just like traditional, like, you know, gender roles. I like the male, female, the masculine. The yeah, of course. Of course. I, I agree. I really feel like. For me, a type, this type A businesswoman, and then when I just get to be in my submissive side, it's like, oh, you know, I you get can the really, you, get, you get the release. It's exactly yeah, what I, it is. I get to just breathe a sigh of relief, and you're not I, the one in control. You're not the one, right? Which I, it's funny because like I definitely wrestle with that a little bit, you know, in in the sense of like. I'm always, there's always still that element of, you know, me outside of the bedroom, which is like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I completely understand. Oh, I, then, I work with. And, but then when it's just like, you know, like, I think I mentioned to you, like, you know, there's that gif that floats around. It's like, you can, don't tell me what to do unless it's in the bedroom. Like then I'm all about it. It's like, oh yeah, you know, please take control, do the heavy lifting. I'm there, you know, but to yeah, get from me. For me, really, it's been the only way that I've just found like that total release and where you're 100% present, you know, with your partner. I'm not thinking uh -huh, about I anything agree. else going on. It's yep. really just an interesting state of being, really. And I, uh -huh, to yeah, me, it feels, yeah. like, it feels like home, you know, just like, ah. Oh. This is like, yes, this is my space. So you have like a weight lifted off you, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I completely agree. And so I'll, I'll speak on that a little bit in regards to um, a lot of the uh, females I interact with, whether it be on field, whether it be various other apps, you know, the funny thing is I'll, I'll and when I talk about this stuff, I, I, don't, I promise I don't mean to sound full of myself, like for, first and foremost, but it's just from my perspective, I'll be on different apps and I'll see certain people on there and I swear nine times out of 10, I'm right. And I'll say something along the lines of like, oh, have you ever had a dom? You know what? And they're, they're kind of like, no, but I'm very interested. Like, how did you know? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just guessing. And they're like, do I put off a certain vibe? Like, you know, and like, I've never had that, but I, I want it. And, but I've never. And the thing, the biggest thing about it is for me, and which I believe is probably true for a lot of females is the fact of when it ruins the magic of, you know, what you're kind of talking about when you have to ask for it. When you have a partner that you've got to kind of sit down and not that communication is not important, but when you have to sit down and say, Hey, this is what I want. You know, it kind of takes, it takes a little bit away from it. In my opinion, that may not be true for everybody, but there'll be like, uh, and a lot of guys are kind of resistant about it. It's like, you know, it's like you're always raised to, you know, not hit women or anything like that, but it's like, Oh, Oh, this is, it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you or anything. Like, no, that's, that's not it. Like, Women are made of glass. You're not going to break them by any means, but it's just like, that's, so that conversation can always be kind of hard. And then, and from uh, my experience of it, um, I've had people like, uh, once again, I'll kind of delve into, a, you know, my past relationship didn't really work out. And like, but on, on paper, we were perfect, perfect for one another. She was a beautiful, attractive girl, you know, like everything I wanted in that, but the sex did not work. 
and I was very upfront about it. And I said, hey, this is what I'm into. And I tried to explain. She goes, oh, like, yeah, that's fine. But then when it kind of came time to be, it just kind of never floated. Not that our sex wasn't was terrible by any means, but it was just very vanilla. Was it like a role play for her? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, um, how do I want to put this? Yeah, like a more role play thing, I would say. Well, yeah, I mean, there's different. So there's different people that I come across that say they're dominants, and then when you, they're not. They're just they're not role playing it. it. Exactly. It's a. It's not really who they are, and what I like is like that. It's really who some someone is, you know. And yes, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. That's where, for me, you know, that's when the borders are crossing. It's like, yes, this is. Your, you know, this is your natural state of being. This is my natural state of being. And let's see how this meshes together. When it's more produced, you know, you feel like the other person is just sort of like, and they they're don't appeasing you. And they're, they they're, they're doing it to appease you, in my opinion. I, well, so let, from, from my perspective, they're doing it more to appease themselves. Like it doesn't have anything to do with me, which that's where they lose me. It's like, yeah, it's all I, I about them and who's your daddy, who owns this pussy, you know, like, and I'm just like, I don't that's know. All, that's I mean, all they like, got. Who, yeah. That's, that's who all the fuck got. are you? I, you know, like we haven't even discussed this, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that's like a tall tale way. And like, I've heard that from once again, many encounters that I've had. I mean, and it takes a lot for me to get to where we're actually playing and in all honesty for me, because I've been in the lifestyle. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not one that I'm not going to waste my time and I'm not going to waste somebody else's first and foremost. It's just, it's just who I am. And if I don't have like that attraction and just overall thinking that it's going to work out, I just don't put much into it. I, I hate to say it, but it's just I I don't have time to waste in that regard, and I'm not going to yeah. put effort in something that I genuinely have to put a facade on for. And when I say for me, like, and when I speak of my this past relationship I was with, when I say she was trying to appease me, she was trying to be something that she was not. She was just not submissive necessarily, and that for me is a turn off. Like, like immediately, and it's like she would be like, "Oh, okay." You know, and I'd be like, want to do certain things, like, you know, kind of do uh, explore like anal and stuff. And she was like really against it. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, and we'd kind of talk about like discuss and just kind of go over boundaries and whatnot. And you could tell that she just wasn't into it. And for me, like, I don't want someone to have to change who they are and be something that they're not in order to appease me. That's what I kind of meant by that. Like, I, and that was just kind of like, the red flag of like, oh, this isn't going to work because, you know, it's just not who you are, which is completely fine. It's not for everybody. But at the same time, I've come to figure out over, you know, the years of me just having regular relationships that this is something that's a core value to me. That if, if that's not there and to me, if, if, you know, we're not having good sex, everything else, you, you, and because we did, we had everything else that, that I would want in a relationship, but sex wasn't there. And I'm sorry, that's kind of a cornerstone of a relationship to me. And if it's not there, yeah. everything else isn't going to work. And that's yeah. kind of, it was kind of the beginning of the end mm-hmm. for for me, you know, so. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think I, you know, I appreciate that. Like I just, as I'm sort of the same way in the sense that, you know, if the sex isn't there, I can't see my way to it. And exactly. I, it took me a long time to understand that. 
personally, you know, like I could never yeah. understand why I was with all these great guys, but something was off and I'm like, something wasn't there. Yeah. Something wasn't there. Agree. And I was just like, gosh, you know, like, <laughs> is it me? You know, like, what is it? What is it? And I just knew. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I I've been there. I I've been there. I'm you preaching to the choir over here. Yeah. It's, it's true. It was that I just hadn't, I didn't really understand that. I needed that dominant energy and like to really be there. And when it wasn't, it just was like, you know, like, and I, I felt bad. I felt like I was the weirdo, like what's wrong with me? Because yeah, yeah. On paper uh-huh. is perfect. My family loves them. They check all these yeah. other boxes, oh, yeah. but something's off, you know? And I was like, Oh, all I can say is thank God I listened to my gut, you know? And I just, yeah. I, and someone told me once when I was, because, so me being uh, there for a while before I was here, I was I was a male nurse. I work in a female dominated field, and like all these, I was the only male on my shift, and I was just kind of like going through, and because I hear about all their all their relationship problems, and they hear about all mine, and they were always trying to hook me up with their friends and stuff, which is great, and like that's what is also like I feel like I've kind of been given a big look on into the female perspective of just relationships and. Just being, you know, me being, uh, you know, a nurse was, I, I'm just feel like I'm more emotionally, how do I put this, emo- like more emotionally insensitive than, you know, most guys in the fact of just being able to read women and understand what they're kind of going through because, and then the whole dating thing. And I would listen to all the, all the girls that I, that kind of worked with that they were single. And it's just like, it's terrible out there as far as dating nowadays. <laughs> it it's terrible. It is well, terrible. Let me just tell you. So I, I don't think you know much about my podcast, but I'm going to piss on my own Porsche a little bit here for a minute and give you That's like okay. my my stats. Like I'm mm-hmm. right currently right now, like on Apple, I'm in sexuality. I'm number eight in the world. <laughs> so, oh so a lot of people listen to this podcast, which uh, mm-hmm. which is lovely. I and I love all my listeners and. You know, it's just nice that people actually are interested in this stuff and they care. And I think yeah, it gives you it gives you a little bit of faith. Like it's getting more and more prioritized, I guess, where people are. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Starting to whatever their lane is, they're starting to be more steadfast about trying to figure that out and find out what their lane is. And that's really what my this for me this whole podcast has been about, it's just been about documenting me finding my lane, you know, and what works for me. And I've had the benefit of having some amazing, great partners. I've also had the benefit of having some real shit bags and, you know, it all, it's okay because, you know, it all, it all has me where I am today, you know, which is yeah, a very, yeah, I agree. Your right? experiences make a, you who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's in a very good place. So I will disclose to you, you know, like my first, I've had one and only DS dynamic experience. That was a long-term thing. And it really was the most, probably one of the most impactful relationships I've ever had. But it was also kind of littered with things that I just never want to pop up in a relationship. So of course, of course. And that's kind of navigating and and that's what I'll speak on that in regards to the relationship that I had, like, um, before my last one, you know, we had the sex wasn't the problem. Like our DS relationship was, was amazing, but our problem stemmed outside of the bedroom. 
And so it's just trying to find that, I hate to say like complete package of like, Hey, we've got the relationship dynamics down and the sex is good. But let me ask you, this is a, this is Mm -hmm. an important question. So when the stuff outside of the bedroom is off, can it really ever be the level that you want it to be in the bedroom? Hmm. That's, that's, that's a good question. I would say, so when you're saying just outside of the bedroom, you're like, hey, the sex is 10 out of 10 dynamite, but then you've got the flaws outside of the bedroom. And I'm going to say this in the fact that this doesn't sound like the most healthy way to say it (laughs) because, and this is just from my past experience, it's like, you know, whenever I had to say it, like when she was just on my nerves, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, you know, wasn't perfect by any means either. Whenever she was on my nerves, it's like, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. You in the bedroom. So, I mean, it was kind of like, but also like, I, I can agree that I, I would put along the lines of, Hey, you know, the sex can be great, but if the rest of the relationship isn't working out, it's, it's, it's never going to be fully as it should be in the bedroom. If that's what you're kind of getting at. And I, I do agree to some extent. Yeah. So, um, you know, so for me, I would say, as you know, that whole DS dynamic, you know, it takes a lot of really good communication and honesty. Oh yeah, trust. And trust is trust is trust, it. You have right, to have trust. it there. I mean, uh-huh. the yes. trust. It's First like, and foremost. Right, thank you. It's right there on the top. And so it is. Yeah. If you don't have that um, yeah. relationship, what what do you have then? In my opinion. I know. Well, and 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 so the, so for me, the, unfortunately, like this this great experience I had has this black cloud of breaking the trust, like over you know over my head. And that's a bummer, you know? And I'm like, I, I, oh, almost yeah. Kind of, yeah. I, I almost kind of like hate that fact that it's like, okay, you know, like. That you had everything and then. I, I expect, and it, maybe it's unfair, but I expect the dominant to have his shit together. To me, it's basic 101. Don't be lying yeah. about your circumstance and who the fuck you are. Of like, course. That's of ridiculous. Course. And so, you know, like kind of perpetrating that fraud on someone is irritating to me. And that's where I get, you know, that's where I jump out of my submissive mode. And then I'm like, then you're going to see like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I agree with that. And, you know, and that like, just goes back to relationships 101. You yeah, know, I mean, right. I know. You have to just have. Like, you have to have that foundation of trust because if, if you don't, what, what do you have? You don't have anything. And then. That ties into the whole the DS dynamic. You've got to have you, you can't know, hide behind that. Yeah, you, you, you can't. You, you cannot hide behind that. You you better you know you cannot step up to a submissive and expect to be respected as a dominant when you are not being honest about shit. And of course, of that's course. not to say that. Yeah. That's not I just, completely that's agree. Not to say that dominants are expected to be perfect. No, nobody is. Right. And sometimes I feel like when you see if, you know, if your dominant needs like just everybody's a human, sometimes, sometimes oh, of course, of course, they need you to sort of see like, maybe they need a little of your strength for that moment or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, but, I completely agree. Right? Just because like, I mean, I feel like there's just this big thing on, um, you know, the dominant's supposed to be this big, strong, you know, like, you know, that, 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 that's kind of, you know, I, I get that. Myth. It's a, bit, yeah, of it's a myth. bit of a myth. Well, the right. thing is, is so I'll say this right now is, you know, overall the dominant seems to be in control, but all the control relies with the submissive. 
that it, it's kind of going to probably throw you off a little bit, but this is something I found out over the years. Um, the Dom has like the, the overall like idea of control. It's in, in the trust. I always say the trust goes, um, and dynamic is, you know, a submissive is trusting me to basically do whatever I want with them and their body. Right. That's gotta be there. So that just goes back to, you know, just trust in general, you know, with just having relationship one-on-one trust and the control lies the submissive because that, you know, in a good, healthy DS relationship, you're going to have, you know, safe words and whatnot. But also after a while, when you get to know your partner, you're going to know when you can kind of push the envelope or you need to let up or whatever. But also it's like, everything can be ended with, you know, the submissive saying, okay, I'm done or, you know, safe word, whatever it might be. So the control truly lies with them. Which is kind of a, you know, kind of a, uh, how do I put this, like a yin yang type thing in itself is, uh, you know, they're basically giving up the control, but they've also got the control to make it all stop whenever they want to, essentially. Yes. Right. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a power exchange. I mean, that's. Oh, really, definitely. Uh-huh. That's what it is. It's not that one person, you know, even though we've assigned labels, it's not that one person has really more power than the other. It is a mutual exchange. And, and people have to just know what the circumstance is that they're really consenting to. And because consent is such a big deal with with the, and it's a huge part of the trust component, you know, that that's why you're able to do this, relinquish this power, trust this person to lead you through this scene or this experience. And you know that they're not going to intentionally push your boundaries just to push your boundaries. If they feel like- If they feel like it's best or they feel like that's maybe an area for whatever reason, maybe you need to work on or whatever, there's that. But again, there's that mutual respect, you know, so you kind of know of course, of course. when someone's pushing a little bit, you're like, okay, maybe there's a reason, you know, and you trust that and you feel okay and safe to go there with them. And that's what it's all about. You know, that's. Yeah. Like, and, that's and having part. that with someone yeah. and I know. The, that goes back to the trust thing of like, really having that relationship with someone where you truly trust them enough to be like, okay, Hey, I'm going to relinquish all the power. You do what you want with my body. Like it's, it, it's amazing in itself to me. And that's where I really, for me and the power exchange that that's what really kind of gets it for me. Like what really kind of turns me on essentially is just that power exchange of you. And it's a trusting to me because I've, I've talked to subs and I'm always very, you know, I like the communication a, for multiple reasons basically just because it's kind of laying out like this is and i always say it's like i i would never do anything to intentionally hurt you like that is not in my mind at all like if there's something that we haven't agreed on or whatever or priorly discussed or in the moment you know it's it can be a bit different but i also think well i i I, you know safe words are good but i've never i've never pushed someone to the point where i felt they needed to use it I'm also, I feel like I'm good in the fact of picking up signals. That's like, okay, I can kind of push the envelope a little bit or, Hey, maybe I need to back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I've had, you know, I've talked to some of like, okay, was that too much? I'm like, no, you can, you can whip me harder or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, like, so I, I feel like I've never really crossed that boundary of like really pushing someone like that in that aspect. I would say that's just kind of an example, but that's really does it for me is just, um, and for me in, in, uh, like you were saying, like, you know, your job, you're, you're very type A boss, businesswoman, whatever. And it's like, you get that from relinquishing that in the bedroom. And it's just like, Hey, I don't have to worry about anything. Like I just kind of take everything as it comes. Like that's what does it for you. Whereas for me, it's like, I would say, I don't want to be in the, in a relationship 
even if it's vanilla, like I don't want to be the one that has to be in control of a guy. Yeah, like yeah. that to me is really like, if I have to be like, okay, making all the plans, like I don't want to do the heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, like I like, I like when I say like, I love these traditional like gender roles. I really yeah. do. Like if you could like land me in the 1950s, like I'd be perfectly happy, like making yeah, your martini yeah. when you come home looking hot, pushing a vacuum being like, here you go. Right. <laughs> like, like what's wrong with that? What's wrong with I, that? And that's I like no, is that to me that's like sexy uh, as fuck. Me too. I, I ten uh, out of ten right there. Like bravo, you got it. What? What is like wrong that. with that? I mean, I don't know. And that's what. And and the thing is, the consensus of like this is gonna go back. I'm I'm you know these women I'm not gonna name. That I used to work with. I used to. I always kind of go back to using these women as an example, just because. All these women I work with, it's not like there's one out of all of them, but they all say the same thing. It's like, you know, like what's wrong with being that way? What's wrong with you wanting your guy to have the power, like to be, you know, muscular and masculine and take control? Like, what? What? It's like that's that's what we want too. Like, who's out here saying like they don't they want all these kind of like feminine guys? It's like it's just not, you know, like maybe it's for some people, whatever. Like everyone's got their flavor, but it's like not one of them. And, you know, it's just funny that you say that because they say the same thing. It's like, what's wrong with having this kind of traditional roles? And, you know, that's, they're like, that's what, you know, I'm not, because, you know, being the single male figure working in a a whole unit of females in a critical care unit, it's wild. I'm going to say that right now, but it's like, they hold no bars. Our conversations was an HR uh, department's wet dream to be completely honest with you. The stuff that they would say to me and I would hear from them, but yeah, that's how they are too. And and like I said, I was always kind of talking to them just about in the dating world and stuff. And I used to have those moments of like, dude, oh, I'm so tired of this. Like, oh, poor me. And like, no, like, you know, you're, you're a good looking guy. You're young. You're successful. Like you've got, you've got the whole world ahead of you. And, and they were right too. like, and, but they got me through a lot of like just rough times because I'm sure you understand how it is. It's just, it's terrible. You go on these dating apps and to me, I have seven years of, uh, of, of stuff to talk about because of dating apps. <laughs> it's true, though. It's so true. And, and I feel like and the thing is, once again, this is going to sound full of mine. So I feel like I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm a good catch in that regard. But I feel like I check a lot of the boxes. But I feel like, you know, some of these girls I interact with on there. And like, I give them good conversation. I'm like, oh, hey, what's your favorite color? How's it going? How's your day? It's like, I hit them with better questions than that. I'm not here to waste your time. Like, I want to yeah. know more about you. I want some substance. And I feel like they've just been so worn down to the point where they're just like, you know, they're like, oh my God. Like, for instance, one of the girls I was talking to, and this was literally a week or two ago. She's a girl that used to work on my unit. And I always kind of swing through and talk to them and just kind of, just to keep up to date with all of them. They're, they're great girls. And I was like, hey, like, how's things? She's like, hey, how's the dating world going? Which um, I'll kind of get in. I've got a great story to pass along to you here in just a bit. I'll tell it because we're always, we'd always just talk about, hey, how's the dating life going? And she's like, oh, well, you know, I, I matched with this guy on Bumble or whatever it was. And she said, oh, it was going great. You know, like we were sitting there talking and we had some stuff in common. And she goes, we were talking about, I guess she goes, we were talking about dinner plans or something. And she goes, then right in the middle of it all, he just, just sends me a dick pic. Like we weren't even talking about anything sexual at all. And he just like <laughs> fires a stick pick at me just out of the blue. And I'm like, 
Oh my god, dude! Like, come on, man! Like, guys, just do better, do better, man! Like, cause then you got the guys that are actually out there, like trying to. You know, I feel like just the females are so worn oh my down. God, no. Like, from these I, no, no, no. Apps, man, I feel bad for you guys. Like, it's there, just sad. It's, it's sad. The dick picking. This is an ongoing That's subject that sad. has come up on my show, like in the past seven years. I don't know how many times, and. I just even put on my profiles like I, I think I read like, something like that. Like I, I you I, know I tried it like sort of in a polite way, like oh my God. before you even know me or you've even asked what my name is or anything about me, like, can I see more of you? It's like I am yeah, not it's like, dude, here to provide you with free pussy pics. I'm sure there's some OnlyFans girl having a discount day. Go on yeah. over there. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sliding only you know, like that's their providing. No, no I know what you mean. I, there I, for I, I that. know what you mean. I'm not here to add random photos to some unknown dude's dude. spank bank. It's spank so bank. dumb. Like, and then when, if you send me a dick, like when I would get dick pics in the past, what I would do is I would take the dick pic. I did. I would do a couple <laughs> things. I would scribble all over it, make funny little pictures out of the dick and then post it on <laughs> social media and tag them. Or... Oh I would God. say I would send them one back from one that some guy had already sent me. Good, like, oh, good. That's, just, that, that's oh, you sent me one, so reply. I thought you wanted something in return. Like there we go. There you go. Yeah. That was you this wanted. One's like, look, this one's better looking, anyways. There's one some other ding dong <sighs> sent me. Like maybe you'll enjoy that. I don't know, but what maybe you guys I, should I hook I, you up? Maybe you guys should date. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. Okay, so this is this is me on the other side here. I don't understand guys' infatuation with doing that. I think I sent a dick pic. To want to see your dick, they will. Dude, I'm sorry, ass. they will ask. That's exactly what I say. And I think the only one I, I've got like a singular one that I have that's, and I would have to be asked for it. Or if someone has sent me nudes, or whatever, I will ask them, like, hey, would you like a dick pic? Personally, I'm not going to send you one because I don't, <laughs> number one, I don't think dicks look good in general. There's just not a good photo angle of it, there's no good way to take one. And I'm sorry, girl, like if you understand anything about females, that is not it for them. No female on this planet is going to get this dick pic like, oh my God. Oh, wow. Where have you been all my life? There's my future this, husband. Oh, wow. You, you just I don't even see his everything. face, but wow, whatever's that, that connected just, to that, like I have to have me. that. Oh, like, <laughs> you complete me. That is the best looking cock I've ever seen. Wow. 10 out of 10. I could give a shit less what your personality is that you sealed the deal for me. You, you got me. Right. That's what yeah. I don't understand. It's like, do guys like really think that it's like, Oh man, she's going to love this. She's going to love this. Like that's what I'm just like, dudes do better, do better in that regard. You know? Yes. And the only one that I've ever sent is a, I think the last person I sent one to, we had been talking for like a week or two. Like we'd actually had some good rapport to it. And, you know, she kind of sent me stuff. Number one, I never. And the thing about it is I've noticed, too, with different girls I have interactions with, I will not ask for nudes. And it's almost gets to the point when I'm talking to them, they almost get curious as to why I haven't asked for them. Because they're so used to being asked for them. Like, I mean, I mean, really, it's, it's, it's just from my experience. I think it was like one not the last girl I was kind of talking to, but the girl before we'd talked for like going on, a, like a, she was just kind of busy. Our schedule's quite never synced up. And we ended up meeting up a couple times. And once we met up and it was just one of those things, it just really 
it wasn't there for me. She was no, kind of to me, but for me, it, the, the spark there wasn't for me. And she kind of knew it was off because she was kind of pursuing wanting to have sex and stuff. And I kind of tried to gently shut it down. And because I knew that if I, not that I didn't really want to, but I knew that end all, it wasn't going to work out. And if I would have went on and had sex with her, and then it would have been this whole ordeal. And and that's just kind of, to me, that's a sleazebag thing to do. And I just, I'm, I'm not that guy. I will say I'm not that guy. If I'm going to try to develop something with you, I want to see something there. I don't want it just to be this one night stand. You know, I'm going to say whatever it is to get in your pants type deal. But I remember after like, after, you know, we were talking on the phone and that's a lot of what I'll try to do nowadays, which is why I'm kind of glad we did this is I'm trying to interact with somebody. The first thing I try to do is like, well, well we can text and whatever a little bit. We can talk here and there. I like to get out and have a conversation, whether it just be on the phone or whatever. Like, let's talk to yeah. each other. Like, let's have some sort of interaction. I'm sorry. I don't want to be your pen pal. I don't. Like, it's just this whole digital era is great to meet people, but also it's ushered in this, like, I can't describe it. I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. Getting ready like, to get ready is what I call it. Getting yeah, ready to get ready. It's like, I'm not going to sit here and do no go. Yeah. I'll tell you exactly what my process is. I fast forwarded it with you, but. Basically what I do is I'm systematic. I'm like, if yeah, I like I somebody, it. okay, let's, we're moving off the app. I give you a burner number, not my real number, a burner number. Mm-hmm. Cause guys yeah. are weird. And I'm a single female. I I've, had, I've had weird shit happen. So I just do that for just to be reasonable. <laughs> you're, you're being safe. You're being safe. Burner and that's number. kind of like, I gave you my number just because I was like, let's get off the app. Let's just text. Yeah. But I also understand from yeah. the female's perspective, I completely, I get it. So I do the burner number and then we'll text there. And then I actually very quickly move somebody to doing a video call because I want a couple things. I want to establish who I'm talking to really that I want them to also know, like I'm not catfishing them. Like this is actually who I am. And I want to see the reciprocal of that. And then from there, you know, then we'll meet face to face in a meeting that isn't about going to have sex right away. It's oh, like, I, I want to meet yes. you in person and see if there's a spark when we're together. And if there is, then it's, then it's whatever we want to do. Yeah, let's do it. I'll yeah. go. I get it. Yeah. But, but that's my process. That initial interaction. I completely agree with that. That's and also, process. I feel like that really builds, like, you know, they, they, they say like absence makes the heart grow fonder. I completely, completely agree with that. You have that personal initial interaction that's not based on, like you said, just meeting up just for sex or whatever. It's like, let's go out. Let's have a drink. Let's just talk. Like, let's just make sure that, you know, we have some sort of, there's got to be an attraction there for me. Like, yeah, I mean, it I get has it. to be that. It's just based I get it. Guys want to get their dick wet, but you know what? I don't, I'm not looking and there's nothing wrong with this. Some people want one night stands that nothing wrong. I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 get, that. I get that. For me. You know, like that really does nothing for me. I'd rather see someone masturbate. I could literally probably fuck myself yeah, better than, exactly. than somebody yeah. the first time anyway. <laughs> like it takes a while to build all that and just like start knocking it out of the park. And I want to knock yeah. it out of the park, but I also understand what, what the process is for that. What, how you reasonably get there. And you if you're not- a partner, develop that if rapport with them. And- right. And if you're not interested in doing that, again- Putting no shame, I mean, like but, you said, it, it takes effort. And it's like, if you can't do the minimum amount of effort to get to that point, then I'm not interested. Like, and that's why I think we discussed when we were chatting. It's like, I want to know what makes you tick. Like, I, I truly do. And that's it for me. Like, the one night stands thing, 
I'm not going to sit here and throw stones in a glass house. Had them before, but there's more to it. I always yeah. tell people in this regard, I think, you know, one night stand, it's great. Sex is awesome. Vanilla sex, it's, it's great. When you're hungry, it's fast food. You know, who doesn't love a cheeseburger and french fries? You know, like it is. Like it's, it's might be a shit analogy, but it's like, who, who, if you're hungry, cheeseburger and french fries is great. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Whatever. But like, you know, a good, healthy, GS dynamic, you know, BDSM, that is the filet mignon with the the sides, the wine, the dessert, like everything. That is just, it's it. It's everything. That that connection, that really knowing someone, knowing what makes them tick, knowing what you can do to them that just rattles every fiber in their being. That's what really does it for me. 100%. Like there is yeah. nothing better than that. And the same thing, like, I, I'm sure you would agree with that, but it's just like, but something like that, <laughs> hey, you can't just scroll through the drive-thru and get that. You got, it takes time. You got to sit there. You got to go through the, you know, the trust is the big thing, the communication, getting to know someone, you know, the first time that you, you meet and you do actually have sex, it may not be fireworks. It's going to take time. It's kind of figuring, figuring each other out, getting that chemistry going. It takes time. And I feel like in today's age of society, everyone wants, I want this right here, right now. And if not, I don't even want to put the effort in, which is, it's kind of sad in my opinion. That's why for me, like yeah. my kind of vetting process is I matched you on the app. You know, we kind of talk, I, I kind of, I'm pretty, which to me, I try to be slow in the aspect, but at least field is a good app. It's like, you kind of know your intentions on there. You know, you're looking for the DS dynamic. Which is other apps, it's like, okay, hey, I just kind of take a shot in the dark and be like, hey, have you ever had a DOM or anything? And like, oh, well, I, I haven't, but I'm interested in it. Or I've, I'm curious, or that's something that I want. Like, you know, I've never had that. And then you kind of establish that. And then I try to, like, okay, let's get off the app. Like, we've talked down here long enough. And then, you know, we'll exchange phone numbers, we'll text. And then I say, hey, within a day or two, like, let's, let's just have a phone conversation. Let's just talk. Like, I want to hear your voice. Like, you know, and yeah. then, hey, let's go out. Let's let's have a drink. Let's go out for coffee or something casual. Let's see if it's there. Let's make sure you're not catfishing me. I've been catfished before, which. I have <laughs> been catfished. Oh, I, I can't imagine. More times than I, like. That blows my why, mind, too. That's why I quickly mind. do this. I know. By the way, do I look like my pictures? You do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was either that or I was. <laughs> I, I was pretty certain when I got on this uh, podcast, I knew what I was getting into. But I tell you what, I've been catfished before. I was actually working a locum job at, and this girl and I, we had talked, you know, I did the whole vetting process with her, you know, I, I said, we had talked on the phone, it was great. And we really had a good connection. And I said, hey, like, let's go out, like, let's go out to dinner. And so I kind of picked this restaurant out, took the initiative. And I'm very much that guy, guy. like I plan the day, like, here's what we're going to do, maybe here this time. And so I get out there and I'm kind of, I had to park in like a parking garage because it's kind of in this downtown area. And um, I'm sitting there texting her and I said, hey, like I'm outside the restaurant, you know, whenever you get here, we'll, uh, we'll meet up and we'll go inside. And there's just people walking up and down the street, you know, and I don't like the corner of my eye. I see like right when I had sent this text, this girl like kind of looks down at her phone and I didn't even think anything of it. And then right about then this girl comes over and like walks towards me and she goes, Nate. And I look at this girl and I'm like, it just took me like a second or two to like click and be like, I'm like, oh shit. Like, and I kind of look at her and I'm like, like looked, I mean, not even the same person. Like I kind of get, Hey, 
you know, a year or two ago, you were looking a little more fit. You're using those pictures, you know, whatever. I can understand that, I guess. But I'm talking, this person was not even the same person. And I looked her dead in the eyes and I was just kind of like, there's no way this is going to work. I, I said, I'm sorry. I'm not sure how you expected this to pan out or work out, but no thanks. Like already, you've already completely violated my trust. I can't trust. Like, Good for I can't you. Trust you. Like for you. I, I apologize. Thanks. But no thanks. I turned around and walked away. Call that cold. Call that what you will. But I was like, no. Like no. no. How, how like how did you expect this to work out? It's like oh my gosh, you're a completely different person. But yeah, let's totally let's move on with this. Like how did you think this was gonna pan? How in your mind? How did this play out for you? You know, I'm I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't understand. I know it happens to men because I think it's more common for women to do that, but it happens oh, a I lot. I can't imagine. And it's to me, it's bizarre. It's just like, how do you expect this to? What, what do you think was going to happen? How how does this play out in your mind to where like this is going to work? I, I don't, don't get know, that. but it's a strange thing. I'm. I mean, it's nice to have someone else other than me. <laughs> point that out like that's a guy like it's just awkward and oh my gosh and it doesn't such a bad position like well and you're gonna get the truth at least from me you know when i see somebody i'm like yeah i tried to be as polite as i could but i also kind of uh you're probably nicer than i am because you're dealing with women and you're trying exactly i I was very trying to be a gentleman and not I don't actually like, do that. Girl, like, who do you think you are? Like, you know, like what it's I said. It's inconsiderate. What I, yeah, it is inconsiderate. That's what I thought too. And I'm like, you, and I kind of, told, I, I think, I swear, I was like seeing red because, and I just said exactly what was on my mind at that point in time because I'm like, I, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know how you expect this to pan out, but you've already ruined my trust. Like, how do you expect me to go and take you out to dinner and do all this stuff when I'm going to be sitting the whole time? It's like, I'm literally being catfished right now. Like, yeah. Like, so I've got one more story I'd like to tell you. This one, this was recent. This was not necessarily a catfishing story. So this was about a month ago. Met this woman on Tinder. And, you know, I used multiple dating apps. And we get to talking. And we kind of figured out that, hey, she was in the DS dynamic. And I'm like, okay, great. And not very much experience in it, but she knew it's what she wanted. I'm like, great. So we talked about it. We chatted. Ended up having a phone conversation. And... There was a couple things to where I was like, I don't really see this necessarily going anywhere in regards to like an actual relationship. I said, I was kind of talking to a friend about it and I was like, ah, you know, and she said, hey, how about we meet and get some cocktails? And I'm like, I was kind of on the fence about it. And they're like, you know what, go out. Why? Why not? So I'm like, you're right. You're right. So I said, okay. So she's like, hey, meet me at this bar at five o'clock. So I get there and we get to talking. She was very cute, very nice. She told me she was 36. She was actually 40 which I don't really discriminate on age. I'm like, okay, no, number one, you're already kind of lying about your age. So kind of a little bit of a red flag, but whatever. So then we're sitting there talking and she goes, we're talking about just like the dynamic in general. She's asking me questions, which I'm happy to talk to people about. More than happy to talk about like how it goes and everything, just kind of education. I want to Wait, I'm sorry. I want to ask you a quick question. No, great. So when you realized she was lying about her age, did that not like, that is actually a big red flag. I would say like, I think yeah. I want to, I want to point this out to men and also women. You are what yeah. you are. Like, yeah, I, and, and exactly. I find if somebody finds you attractive, they, they don't care, don't care that much. And so if you're coming into it thinking that that's, 
going to matter to a man, you know, I can say this to women, you really need to probably do a little soul searching and just get something I was insecure about, you know, to me, it's an, that's an insecurity. But the point I want to make is that will show up in other ways, big time, because it's not just about the age thing. It's, there's a whole slew of shit behind that, that you're going to get avalanched with. It's true. So when that little thing comes up, it's not a little thing. It's a big thing. Okay. Oh, I completely agree. All right. Please resume with your story. Oh, oh no, you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. And so, which I kind of, and like you said, red flag, but to me, I'm like, okay, whatever. You're insecure about your age. Like, but I'm like, I, I find you attractive. Like it doesn't, I, age doesn't really mean anything to me. Like, like you said, it does not matter. As long as the attraction is there, I, I don't care what your age is. And so we're sitting there, you know, talking and whatnot. And she goes, I mean, like I said, we were talking about the DS dynamic. And then she finally goes, well, the subject gets brought up. She goes, oh, I'm married. And I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, I'm like, so I, I, I'm like, kind of tiptoeing. I'm like, so are you, are you in the middle of getting a divorce? And she's like, well, it's like a post-nuptial agreement. I'm like, well, you know, I kind of remember something like, well, it kind of sounds like a divorce to me, but whatever, whatever you want to call it. And so it turns out he was this uh, big sociology professor at this local college where I'm at. And she proceeds to kind of tell me their whole life story and whatever, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, I'm not going to really air her out or social media or anything. And then she's like, and we're sitting there having a cocktail, and I'm sitting there like, wow, like, okay, they're whatever i mean it's like hey whatever you're going through that's fine and then she and she throws on me she goes yeah you'll get to meet him he's gonna be here in about 15 minutes and i'm like oh what excuse me and i'm kind of sitting there and um <laughs> oh my god and so i'm like he's gonna be here in 15 minutes and i'm like so they're just drinking this cocktail just like okay what in the actual hell is going on so I'm like, okay i get up and i go to the bathroom and one of my friends had texted me and she's like, hey, how's the date going? I'm like, you know what? It's a, it's kind of a train wreck, to be honest. Uh, her husband's going to be here in 15 minutes. And she's like, oh, my God, what? Like, leave? I'm like, nah, no, no, no. This is one of those times where it's like, you just got to see it through. Like, this is just going to make for a good story. So sure enough, this guy shows up 15 minutes later. And for what it's worth, these people, they're, they're very nice people. Very nice people. Just very much. I'm like, okay, you really put me in a awkward position here and he gets there and he's talking to me and goes hey nice to meet you and i'm like okay man i'm, I'm the guy that's here meeting your wife to you know it's like and we're talking about and all this this ds dynamics and stuff you know like how do i fit in this picture and the whole time i'm sitting there waiting basically to get proposition with like hey i want to watch you basically fuck my wife while i sit in the corner in a superman costume and smoke a cigarette yeah <laughs> and so he's like can i get you a drink i'm like oh please do i don't really feel like sitting through the rest of this evening sober by any means <laughs> and so i'm sitting there and i'm just like and they're telling me their whole life story and stuff like oh we met when we were really young with the love of each other's lives you know as i've gotten older i've realized that i just really love i'm into younger men and you know we're kind of going through this uh, separation process because he's got tenure and all this stuff and i'm like okay all right so how do i fit into all this you know is what i'm sitting there thinking Jesus and so finally Christ. Oh my I'm God. sorry. You know what? Like, can I just break this down? Like, how, you're asking, like, how do I fit? You don't. You exactly. don't fit in the middle of somebody's messy bullshit of a fucking sham of a marriage. They exactly. need to get their shit together exactly. and stop trying to slap you in there as a band aid. This is like everybody that's listened to me 
for all these years knows this. Like I hate these married lying fucking cheaters. Like seriously, suck a bag of dicks. Like suck a bag. Seriously, nobody, you're right though. Nobody right. that's single that's footloose and fancy free without their baggage wants to have their relationship dictated and predicated on the insufficiencies of your relationship. No, I completely that is agree. not what single people want. I completely agree. And so the thing is, and it's like, it just put me in for me. It's, it's like, I deal with the general public all the time. So I'm used to just being put in, you know, just the wildest positions, you know. And so I know, with ho- like, I know, trust me, I know this with hospitals and nursing. Like it's just like it is weird. It goes to. sideways in two seconds flat, yeah, and you're still trying to maintain wild, your yeah. composure. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm, professional. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And you're you yeah, you like, are taking that into this scenario. You were so polite. I would have blown these people out of the water. I'd been like, get away from me with your fucked up bullshit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, so anyways, I'll, I'll wrap the story up. So then I I had to be up at like 10 till five the next day being cases all day. And I said, Hey, you know, I've got to be up early tomorrow. I I'm going to finish this cocktail. I'm done. Okay. Okay. Great. We'll walk you to your car. I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh -oh. Sure. Whatever. So they walk me outside to my car on the side of the road and she comes in to give me a hug. I'm like, sure. Whatever. I, I, she could, you can finesse a hug out of me, whatever. So she goes to give me a hug. Then she goes in to give me a kiss. And I'm like, whoa. And so I kind of like kind of turn the cheek and she gives me a peck on the, and her husband's standing right there the whole time. I'm just like, man, you, I was probably seven different shades of red at that point. And then, so I hop in my car and leave and I'm just like, I like drive home in sheer silence. Didn't have the radio on or anything. I'm just like, what in the hell just happened? And so I get to work the next day and I'm talking to my coworker, she walks in there and I was grabbing some medications. And, um, you know, like I said, we were always talking about, you know, my dating life and she's always trying to find different people for me. And she's like, Hey, so how's the dating going? How's the dating going? And I look at her. I'm like, you know what? Pretty fucking shit to be honest. <laughs> and she goes, Oh my gosh. Like, forgive me. And I'm like, no, no, you want to know what happened to me last night? You want to know what happened to me last night? Yeah. And she goes, oh my God. Oh my gosh. And so then like maybe 20 minutes later, I was sitting in a case and I get a text on my phone from this lady and she just like shot off a random picture of her boobs. And I'm like, you know what? This is exactly how females feel when they just get shot a random picture. I blocked her number, never talked to her again. But I'm just like, oh my Lord. Like you can't make this shit up. No, no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> you, can't. you can't. So I have a question for you. So. Huh? What is your current status? Single? Single. Single. Single Singles can be. Is there, mm-hmm. is there anybody that thinks they could be married to you? Oh, like, what do you mean? Like, uh, am I married? No, no. That's what you're getting at. No. Are you no. married? I am not yes. married. 100%. Okay. Not is there married. anybody that thinks they could be married to you? There is no one out there that thinks they could be married to you. Is there anybody? Yet. Are you, you have a girlfriend? No, there is no one out there that thinks they could be married Is there anybody that thinks that, that you, they no. could be your no, girlfriend? No, no. Okay. No, because no illegitimate found, children running around. I oh, I have I, found that, that you have to actually ask, ask the ridiculous me. questions like this. Like I know because well, that's why I was like when this guy was like, "Oh, like my husband's gonna be here." I'm thinking like, is this guy gonna show up and like beat the shit out of me or something? Like, what is the play here? But oh, I can totally imagine. There's so many guys out there. I think there for a while I had it on like one of my dating profiles. Like, never married, no kids. Like, I feel dumb. I even have to put this on there, but like. 
I feel like some guys are out there just like che- cheating on their wives there, you know, use it as a platform to do so. So no, uh, to all the above, no, no one out there thinks no. they're my girlfriend. Or... No, it's, it's ridiculous. It's not that there's some guys out there. It's riddled. It's riddled with these. And once again, that goes know. into just not being happy in your relationship, not being happy with the sex. And it's like, you know it what? You could you could have avoided all of this had you just had conversation and communicated. And that's with me. It's like you want to call it forthright, but you know, I feel like society's had this thing like, oh, like you don't you don't want to talk about sex or like you don't have sex till marriage or whatever. It's like, no, I'm sorry. If the sex isn't gonna work or you can't have that conversation, A, the relationship's gonna be shit in general. But B, like how do you expect anything else to work in it? In, in my opinion, I know I, it sounds like I put a whole lot of weight on that, but if it's not there, it's not there. And then, hey, later on, you may be able to put a bandaid on it and try to get through things, but it's going to fall apart. The wheels are going to fall off eventually. And you're going to be one of those suckers out there using these dating sites to find what you want. And it's like, hey, maybe we should have thought about this before we kind of had the uh, carriage, before we had the horse. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. I'm, 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 rant, I'm rant cracking. over, rant over. No, rant, no, <laughs> I'm cracking up because I've ranted about this so many times on this show over the years. Like there's no limit to the amount of shock that I have experienced with what I consider grown ass men who cannot handle their business. Like literally you are not attractive to me. Like if you can't handle your shit at home, like you can't handle the scenario. Me. Like, what makes you think I want to put up with it? Your own wife doesn't want to fuck you. I don't want to fuck you what either. What makes you think I do? Yeah, exactly. I mean, seriously. Like, it's true. You know, You're... stop pumping your your ego with delusions yeah. of grandeur. Clearly, whatever, you know, you have a mess at home. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be in the middle of that. If you have to lie to somebody to coerce them into thinking you're single, you're somebody that you're not. You're really just a limp dick. I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know what else to say. You. I completely it, you know, agree. With be you. All, because here's the thing: some people like be just be honest about where you're coming from. Because some people don't mind that. You will find. I, I say that water seeks its own level. You will find somebody that matches up with you. But stop trying to reach for the blue ribbon when you know you really just need to be sucking hind tit at the back of the bus. And that the sounds truth, hard. The truth will set you free. But the thing is, is if you're looking for an affair partner, then you should advertise as such because somebody will, that's up somebody's, somebody who has, you know. Yeah, there's, I, a, there's a key for every lock, there, whatever. There's an ass for every seat. An ass for every seat. Yep. There's a key for every so, lock. So there's like, somebody's going to want to put me <clears throat> in that role because it works for them. I agree. Don't try to attract the people that have all this freedom and then you're going to try to straddle them, you know, shackle them with your limitations. Exactly. Or whatever you have going on. I can't text you after this hour. I have to be on my burner phone. I can't, you like all this crazy bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had a a girl that I was working with that, like, you know, she had met this guy and they'd been dating for like, you know, I'm not sure how many months, which... You know, she was like, I can only come around at like, you know, certain times, but he was also like really busy. So it's kind of like, oh, I, I understand, you know, and then, um, 
sure enough, like one time I just kind of like was a neighbor. Come to find out. Come to find (laughs) out. A guy's still married with like two kids or whatever. And she was just like so taken. And then she's like beating herself up. Like, how did I not see this? You know, like, how did I not notice this or whatever? And it's one of those things like, and she felt really bad for it. But I mean, she was just like, I mean, the guy was busy. Like people have their own lives and like, we're just dating and you don't owe me that yet to just be able to, but yeah, sure enough, she found out and yeah, basically found out the guy had been like, like he like met her in the driveway and was like, what are you doing here right now? And she's like, I knew by the look on his face that it was like, oh, wow. Like you have like, oh, like we're in the process of getting divorced. It's like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I know. Hmm. it's always some bullshit story. Oh, she just told me to go get it somewhere else. But <clears throat> she doesn't care. Yeah. She, oh, doesn't she doesn't want to know. She doesn't care. She doesn't oh, care. the hell she doesn't. Exactly. That's a, it's like, like, really? So why are you speaking? She doesn't care. Yeah, she doesn't care. Right? She told me that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. I, this is where I say, like, men, and don't, please do not call yourself a dominant if you're married and you know what? You have a fucking dominant. That's your wife who you fucking kowtow to and yep. you're afraid yep. of. Like literally, you don't have it. You're not a dominant. Like don't, mm-hmm. don't you're even exactly go there. Right. You're exactly right. And there's so <laughs> many people that, like you are saying, speaking of like fake doms and stuff, it's just, and that's like, you see Fet Life on there. And I mean, it just, I go on an occasion and just check out the content. There's generally people I do enjoy following. I do, do enjoy their content. As much as I've been, as much as I've been shitting on the male race, it seems like tonight I still am a guy. You know, I still there is. One I, thing love I, yeah, I love men. I love men. When we started this conversation, I said like my experience has been from like amazing to bottom of the barrel. You know, I yep. have encountered yep. it all. Yep. And that's part of you know when you put yourself out there and you're open, people are going to come at you that have good intentions. That are lined up with you. And then, and then people that really don't, that want, you know, they just want what they want and that's all they care about. Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. I I completely agree. You know, you have that, you're going to have that range. And so I have definitely represented that range. But what my goal is to, when, as I've had these experiences, and I'm like, you don't have to teach me but once. Like, I'm like, oh, Thank you for the lesson. Now I know moving forward, like I, yep. you know, so I'm always like, "Are you married? What's your circumstance?" Yeah, like, like, is, is like there anybody? Gotta, and then I'll ask the question a different way. You can't just say like, "Got like an application you have to fill out." I don't. Is there either. anybody like, that thinks they could be married to you? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you like, yeah, no, all that, all no, across the board. I'm very. Uh. <laughs> I can give you some references if need be. I can pass along a few phone numbers. Like, hey, is this guy married? Is this guy does have any guy have any kids that he's not telling me about? No, no. Yeah, by yeah. any means, no. But it's just- I don't want is like literally. I have zero interest in anybody that's still in a relationship. They've broken up, but it's still sort of like still what, lingering. You know, yeah, there's. Yeah, I completely agree. Nothing like that at all. We've all been through that stuff. I've never been married, so I've never, you know, I haven't been through that, but just, you know, relationships and, and the full evolution of them. I understand they take, there's just things going on. However, I don't need to be a crutch, a band-aid, you know, like. I'm not here to help you through your last relationship or, you know, be a rebound or anything. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. And some people, I, I feel like they're on there and 
oh, hey, I'm still talking to my ex or, hey, I'm still talking to, you know, whatever, but whatever the situation may be. And, you know, it's like, okay, you're never going to be able to move on to the next thing if you're still hung up on somebody else. It's Yes. And in with me where I'm at right now. Are you hung hung up on anybody else right now? No. Say I can say that wrong. Safely say that I'm over exes or anything like that. And that's been the last girl I dated. We were together. It would have been, shoot, probably would have been last March. Uh, I think March as we broke up. So about a year ago. So moving on past that. Yeah. Sometimes you can be broken up for a while, but it's still, things can still linger. Yeah, and, and, that. and that just goes to, I was, I, I'd hate to, this is going to sound kind I was over that pretty quick, I would say. Like, don't get me wrong, like, there's some things that you dwell over. There was good parts about it. But my thing was when I said when I first, because what really kind of did the nail in for me is when we just started having problems in the bedroom. And I'm very much into the communication aspect of saying, hey, this is important to me. And it should be to you, too. Like, I understand we may not be on the caliber that, you know, you may have thought, but like, let's, let's talk about it. Like, let's discuss, like, how can we make this work? And she really didn't, didn't want to do that. And that's what kind of, I'm like, okay, you know, this to me, like, this is something we could work through. Like, you know, and a lot of, like, just, I mean, this is a discussion on like, we talked about like anal sex or whatever. And it was just kind of like, she was immediately like, no, no, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like we've kind of, I was pretty open with you and how, like, what kind of my dynamic is before we even started dating, before we even put the title on it. And this, I, I will say that this was kind of, I, I can take some partial blame for this as to I tried to kind of look past it a little bit and think, okay, she's kind of vanilla or this is something that we can work on. This is something that, you know, she might be interested in and it's just going to take some work on my part to like, kind of educate her and guide her through this somehow. And a lot of people, I think, once they, and I think her thing was she thought about, oh, like, you just want to, like, beat me or, like, whip me or whatever. Like, she just, they think the worst of it. Like, it's all whips and chains. But it's it's so much more than that. And that's why a lot of people, when, you know, I kind of tell them about that myself, that's immediately what they think. They think, like, oh, they think what they see on TV or Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever it is, which is a horrible example for that in the in the first place. But that's the only thing they have for reference on. And it's like, it's not that. There's more to it. And honestly, they say, and I completely, I 100% agree in, is that people that engage in BDSM have higher levels of satisfaction in their relationships. And I fully believe this because you have to have that trust. And then you have that open communication with one another that a lot of people, as we've kind of discussed, that they don't have that. And their relationships fall apart because they don't have that open communication. They don't have that like trust in you know, their intimate relationships to where it does fall apart. So when you have that connection with somebody in that relationship, you can truly, and for me, it's just about completely being myself with somebody. And, you know, if I can have that with somebody, it's like, you know, and that's where, especially when it comes to men cheating and stuff, you know, regardless of how you look at it. I mean, I, I think it's a scumbag move. But I don't, I don't want to pursue a relationship with anybody that I'm going to cheat on. Like, I want to have all of that. And if we have that in our relationship, that trust, that communication, and we have that sex, I'm not going to be looking at anybody else. I might be because, once again, I'm innately a guy, but I'm not going to want to pursue like that because I have you and that's that's it for me. Do you know what I, 
I look at that. This is awful, but I, you know, I, I think I've, no, no, I, I know I've said this on the show, but like for me, the cheating with like with men, I look at that as a weakness. Oh, and me so too. Completely. As a dominant female, like if I'm going to submit to somebody, and it's it's, and it's a weakness. I completely. I'm, agree I'm going. I'm, I'm very quickly like because you know out of the bedroom, I feel like I'm absolutely your peer, and so yeah, I, of course, I, I completely I, agree. I completely. Agree. If, if I see a weakness in you, like I said, it's unfair. It may be unfair, but I'm like that's a turnoff. Like I'm like yeah. It is. It's a genetic flaw. Like I'm looking at you and I'm like, you're weak. And that weakness, like you can't, you know, master yourself. You can't. I agree. Have, you know, I when I, when I see people that can't master themselves, I'm like. How do you expect me to submit to you? How do you, you don't expect have me to own? submit to you when you don't have your fucking shit together? Like, yeah, that's. Why would I want to be a part of your bullshit that you haven't figured that's out? That's a lady boner killer. Like for me, like that's how I see it. And I, I, I don't know that again, I'm not saying that's fair, right or wrong or different, whatever. I think it's completely I'm just, fair. I think it's completely fair. It's, I'm, that's the truth of it. When I like see this, I'm like, uh, you know, like, mm-mm. well, I fully believe that, you know, you want to talk about traditional values and, and whatnot. I feel like a mass, like what makes a masculine man is having your shit together, having your shit together, knowing what you want out of life. And that's like, with with me, like, I'm very much a type A person. And mine, you know, as you were saying, you're very type A outside of the bedroom, but mine is I'm type A in all aspects of my life. I I just am. It it is. It's what makes me good in my career. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm perfect. I could be a little impatient at times, but that's just kind of comes with the territory of being a very type A personality, I believe. Yeah. But uh, that's something that I value about myself and being what I would be as masculine you know, taking control of, of my life. This is my life. And I'm going to get out of it what I want, but I have my shit handled. I'm not out there. <laughs> like, like you're saying, it's like, I, I don't have any extra baggage with me that I haven't taken care of. I'm not sitting here with some ex-girlfriend I'm dragging along or it's like, I have my shit handled. I know what I'm looking for. And I know what I want. And if I see any sign, if I'm talking to someone, you know, I'm not talking to anyone else. Because I want to put all my time and effort into pursuing that. I don't want to be. That's why every girl I've ever dated or had a relationship with, cheating's never been a problem for me. Because a, I, I don't have that time and effort to put into someone else. I don't, and, and and I'm not going to. Because if it's not working, you know, we either need to work on us or, or it's done, or we need to move on. And that's kind of how it got to the point when my last relationship, when we were talking, you know, I think it was about, you know, we didn't have sex for a good. I think it was like three months and it was tough. And for me, I kind three of, months? yeah, three months. Okay. And I kind of said, and it was some on her, you know, she wasn't, she was kind of self-conscious, you know, she was kind of, and like, to me, you know, I mean, if I was just, she was gorgeous. I mean, just very beautiful, very attractive, bubbly, great personality, everything. And yeah. And all in all, like I said, the relationship things, like we had things worked out and stuff, but just the sex wasn't there. And I was like, okay, this is a big need for me. You know, this is something, this is a part of me that's just completely unfulfilled. And I, I did everything I could in regards to trying to convey that, okay, we need to work on this, you know. And she goes, well, I just don't feel very attractive right now. And which I understand. Like, I understand that females are very emotional in the fact of like, you know, your body image and stuff. But I'm like, to me, you are a 10 out of 10. You are the, the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Like you're, you're all I want. And it's, but it's also hard to make them understand that. And so 
I knew she struggled with that. And so I tried to be very patient in that, okay, do right by her. But then it's like, okay, this still isn't working. And I think we went on vacation and then she like woke me up at 2 a.m. in the middle of the night and just like kind of got on top and rode me for a bit. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of unexpected, you know, out of nowhere. And, you know, I think that was the kind of last time we had sex. And then, you know, eventually we, I tried to have this conversation again with her and it just kind of fell flat on its face. And then that was kind of the beginning of the end, like I said. If, and that was one of those things, if we can't have this communication and o- this open line of communication, it, it just kind of, it started to fall apart from there. And I kind of knew, I was like, this is, this wouldn't be the person I would be with for the rest of my life if we can't have this conversation. And if the sex isn't there, I mean, you can call it shallow, you can call it whatever you want. But for me, it's, it's a value. It's a personal value. And if we don't have that DS dynamic too, and that's something that I've, I very much internalized after that. I very much learned that this is a cornerstone of who I want to be with. And so that's why now when I'm kind of pursuing a new relationship, I feel like I can be very forward with it. But also I've said that, hey, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time either. And if we can't be mature adults and talk about this, like, oh, hey, it's interesting. Like, hey, it's not for me. Okay, that's fine. That's great. Moving on. Moving on. But I figured out that you know, that was one of those things where I was like, okay, hey, I got in this relationship and hey, maybe we can make it work, you know, but it, it, it just doesn't work. It, it doesn't. I hate to say, it, but it doesn't. Like you, you like to think you can change people, but you truly can't. You can't change on who you are or someone else's. So if she wasn't into it, I'm like this, it's not going to work. Yeah. That's the biggest thing right there. I think is acceptance of believe what you see. And that's, you know, people will tell you who they want you to think they are, but you have to believe what you see when they show you. Exactly. You believe it. And it's hard to do. <laughs> it's hard to do, especially when you're bonded to somebody through a DS dynamic, uh-huh. because that can be very intoxicating. But sometimes they're just a lie's a lie. Yep, it, it is. It is. Yeah, I, I agree. You can paint it all the different ways that you want, but you know, at the end of the day, you got to have truth, respect, honesty. There's things that you just have to have in a partner, casual or not, really. But then, you know, if you go layers deeper and you want to apply it to a DS dynamic, I mean, it just there's no room. You can't tolerate the bullshit because it won't yep, work. I agree. I completely agree. Yeah, that's one of the things I actually kind of like about because I'm so straightforward and to the point of hurting people's feelings, you know, like where I just say shit because I, I call it like I see it. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. It is, it what, is, it is what it truly. is. Right. And I feel like when I'm talking to an adult, I don't need to sugarcoat shit. Like if, if you're mature enough in yourself as an adult, you're going to see that as you know, my thing, it, it's just time for me. It's like, I don't have time to beat around the bush with people. I'm not going to sit here and, and like you said, try to sugarcoat it for you. It's like, I'm not here to blow sunshine up your ass. And it's, I feel like that's kind of hung over from my profession too. It's like, I don't have time to sit here and bullshit. It's, this is how it is. You know, if you don't like it, tough shit. I mean, I, I, I don't want to tell you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds very brown when you say it like that, but it's true, though. It's just, I don't I like have it. time for this. I, I don't. Like, I I'm, like it. I'm looking I appreciate for, I, it. Yeah, and I do, too. I don't want my time wasted, and I don't want to waste anyone else's time. Exactly. So I feel like 
the more you can just be upfront and put it out there, like yeah. the better. Be honest. Be honest. We don't have to say, like, we're, like you said, we're adults. We're mature adults. We can handle we our feelings. Be. We should be. You'd yeah, think so, but you'd be. you'd be surprised. Guys are definitely mature to a different rate than females, I will say. But I know. <laughs> I date men. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately for me, that's not in the ballpark, but you know. So we just started chatting because you were, I think, in my area, right? And then I was like, oh, you're not in my area. And so I was trying to sort of shut that down. But we're like, well, you know, you kind of give me some things to sort of think about a little bit. And yeah, yeah, of course. And, so- and, and my thing is, I'll to speak on that. You know, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's like finding a good connection. It's it's worth it to me. Like uh, location, it's, it's tough. But I mean, also, it's like, <laughs> to me, I, I live in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, personally. But also, it's like just finding a good connection and just someone that truly understands the lifestyle. It's refreshing. So that's why I'm like, hey, let's let's keep in touch at least. Like, let's at least do that. Like, it, it is refreshing because just to find someone you can just talk to about it, it is a relief in this lifestyle and what you're looking for. Because it, there's days where I'm sitting there, I'm like. Oh my God. Like it's, it, it can be overwhelming because just to find a person that's got a good head on their shoulders that understands what you're looking for. And is also sometimes going through the, some of the same stuff you are where it's like, Oh my God. Right. So but that you're also Absolutely. attracted to. <laughs> and yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, they are also attractive to, I mean, that's the thing too, is I mean, I'm sure if you've gone to FetLife and I don't, this is once again, going to sound very shallow, but man, FetLife and all some of these apps, there's just, it, people that they just like trolls i'm sorry i'm just like okay like i don't know what to say like yeah i'm sure i, I don't know if you can see but i can see the people that, like swipe on me and i'm like oh my god like you know it's like these are the people that i attract like holy cow like what a, what is it me it's not me hopefully <laughs> i don't but. know because i don't do so i can't see who swipes on me i maybe there is a way i just don't care to look I yeah just, yeah i mean literally i'm like if they jump in there, you know, it's either am I, am I sort of interested for whatever reason, yes or no. And then, you know, it kind of goes from there, but it's a shit show. There's it's a, a lot show. of it's a shit show. Total shit show. And, <laughs> total shit show. <laughs> and like, literally that's what this podcast has done. It's documented the shit show for like the past seven oh years. That's, of, that's a great like, idea though. Really? It's, it's a great idea. I, I could do the same. Like I said, that's why I had to throw out like my little, uh, last dating experience with the four-year-old lady i was like you can't make this shit up like i could write a book on this crap like so the podcast is definitely definitely no there's no shortage of funny stories for me in this podcast (laughs) but this is actually you know i appreciate you coming up this is actually the first time i've recorded like a live like where i met somebody for the first time and just it was like, okay, you've never seen me. I've never seen you. Boom, let's jump on. Like we've seen pictures, right? But I didn't yeah. know. You didn't know who was gonna just on the other end of this. Here just immediately shut the shut the left. I could have been a catfisher, right? You could have yeah, been like, uh oh, no. Chris, yeah. Chris Hansen on the other end of this line. Dateline I mean, or or, or it could have been, or I it could have been me. You know, just different, uh, but different. Well, so what would we like to do from here? Oh, man. Putting like, you on the spot. I like to see where it goes, really. Like I said, I'm, I've been up front with you. I'm honest. I've got no ties to anybody right now. Um, I don't know. I've, I've really enjoyed talking with you, really. We've had a 
you know, I like your vibe. I, I really do enjoy the vibe. Well, we've talked for an hour and a half here. You know, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking for an hour and a half. Yeah, we have. I, yeah. as I told you, I love the sound of my own voice, so I can about you know have a conversation with myself. <laughs> like I, get I, that from I my gather mother. that. Yeah, I, I like to talk to anyone that will yeah. listen. But um, yeah, no, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, we can see where it goes. You know, I mean, I know the distance thing is tough, but I'm always looking for an. Oh, so, where in Florida are you at? If you don't mind me asking, or just you can give me a general area or whatever. But I'm in Ponte Vedra Beach. Oh, okay. So I have a friend that lives in Ponte Vedra Beach him and his wife live there. So I told you I was down there for a golf trip, right? Uh, my buddy and I, we go down there every year, first week of March on this golf trip. Uh, I'm 33, he's 33. And we, we've been best buddies since high school. We drive down there and it's a group of 20 guys. And we usually go down a couple days before. And uh, my buddy lives in Ponte Vedra. We went to college with him and great guy. And we always hang out with him for a couple days on our way down there. It kind of breaks up the drive a little bit. And then we're on a golf trip there for seven days or so. It's a, it's a bunch of old guys, you know, great old guys. They're, they're a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun there for a week. And then we drive home, which we left at about 1.30 yesterday afternoon or 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. And then we drove like, oh, my gosh, 17-some hours and got back to Indiana about 6 a.m. Oh, my gosh, I was exhausted. But <laughs> I'm a little sunburned if you can't tell. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, but I'm, I'm – I'd look for any excuse to come down and see you, you know? I mean, I'm not going to catfish you, which you see is what you get. And can... <laughs> Well, you can see what I Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, we can definitely talk a lot more about what we want and stuff. I mean, I didn't know how much you wanted me to air out to your podcast listeners. I know we've had some spicy conversation here and there, but. Oh, my my podcast is, is very spicy. You can say there's nothing you cannot say on this show. Well, I mean, we'll leave some of the spicy details maybe for later, but you know. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's the hook. I like I that. So, so what about you? I can ask the same question to you. I know I maybe I kind of gave you a roundabout answer there, but yeah, I'd like to pursue things, see how they go. You know, I mean. Yeah, no, I'm totally open. Why I push people off that are like, don't live locally is because. For me, that's what I found over the years is that's really the highest frequency of the married cheaters, you know, that yeah. are like- Yeah, oh, I totally get it. Yeah, you get the vacationers. Like, roll, oh, I'm here on like, a- Oh, I'm in- They roll into town and that to me it's is ge- such it's a easy. turn off. It's easy, yeah, yeah, of oh, course. It irritates me like to know- well, I, I mean, it, it's true. It's it's just so skeezy. No, and, and and no, that's that's probably when you heard like, oh, I'm down here on a guy's golf trip. Like, oh, yep, this guy's cheating on his wife. And all. Red flag. <laughs> so I totally get it. Like, that's like one of the first things it says, like, oh, I'm down here on like a guy's golf trip. And you're like, oh, like, but I mean, I, I, I was, and I've been 100% honest with you this whole time. You know, I'm not lying. I, once again, I can't figure out, like, I, don't, I just do not have time to sit here and hold up some lie and you know i just and the thing is i've had yeah. i remember having guy friends i had like i use the word friend loosely i had a guy that was within our group of friends in college who had a beautiful girlfriend oh my gosh this girl was just gorgeous and this dude cheated on her all the time and was always making up these big elaborate stories and stuff and i'm just like dude how do you even keep this shit straight and, you know, he would always like, try to have us lie for him. I'm like, no, dude, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be some prop in all of this. 
And I remember one of one day, like one of my really good buddies and I were sitting there and she was in there with us and kind of talking to us. And she was like, be honest with me, guys, is he like cheating on me? And I remember I kind of like, like kind of turned my head and looked at her and I'm like, and my buddy looks at me and goes, what do you think? What do you think? And she kind of sits there and like kind of looks at us. And it's like, if you have to sit there and like question it for more than a second, you've got your answer. Like, don't use us as like that. We told you so, but it's like, you're just being naive about it. And then like, I mean, to me like that, I'm like, dude, how do you, how do you keep up with all this crap, man? It's so much effort and like stress. I'm, I try to be the least stressful being as possible. I go through so much stress and bullshit at work. Like I don't want, when I'm, I don't want to be stressed at all. And to me trying to keep up with all these lies and crap and that is stressful to me. (laughs) I do not want that. So it just blows my mind how people are like this and live these double lives. And it's just, it just sounds exhausting to me. Like, oh my Lord. But I mean, I, I get from your perspective, like, oh, red flag, oh, he's down here on a golf trip. Oh, he's probably got a wife at home that he's completely cheating on. But no, absolutely not. You can call me, text me anytime the day to confirm. I mean, <laughs> it's just, just me, just me. There we go. Good. <laughs> Call me old fashioned. I would love to call you old fashioned. That would be lovely. Yes. All right. Well, I am so, thank you so much, Nate, for coming on and recording this and doing this podcast with me. It's been a lot of fun. I know. No, it's interesting. I appreciate it. Yeah. I just want to tell everyone, thank you so much. And everybody, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this lovely, just actual real life, (laughs) me getting to know someone like this is how it goes behind the scenes. And you guys know what I love for you to do. I always love to hear from you. I love your voicemail. Super easy to do guys. Just go to my website, thecruisegirldiaries.com. Click on the big tab on the right hand side. You've got five minutes. Let it rip. I get back to each and every one of you personally. It's so much fun. You guys already know a lot about me. Now I get to know you. We get to exchange ideas. Tell me what you love about the podcast, any suggestions. We can talk about whatever you want. All right, everyone. That's it. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.